We are learning Lakuta Sichis, Chelek Yudalid, Parshas Sovoy Aleph, a very Gishmake Sicha, not so much a Rashi Sicha, but a, a understanding and explanation in the mitzvah of Bikurim with a whole ois, the Pnimius Yanim, according to Chsidis, to understand the idea of Bikurim. So, Mitchilas Parsha Seinu, the Parsha's Mikra Bikurim, Neemar Vahanisa Vahamarta, Arami Evid Avi, Vayered Mitzraima, Vayogar Shamim Seimaot, Vayisham, Vayetzienu Hashem Mitzraim, Vyod Chazaka, Vayivienu Alamokimaza. In other words, the uh, person had to bring Bikurim, Bikurim was the mitzvah of bringing the first fruit to uh, the base of Migdash. When a person would bring Bikurim, he would say a tefillah with it. He would say the word uh, Mikra Bikurim. And he begins with the words Arami Eividavi, that we started out by Lavon, who tried to destroy Yaakov when he chased after him after Yaakov left. He tried to destroy Yaakov Avinu. And, the, uh, and then a younger Shambim Seimaot. And Yaakov started out, sorry, uh, then Yaakov ended up in Mitzrayim. He started out with a very small number of people. And then he became a very very large nation. Then the Mitzrayim tried to torture us and they gave us difficult work. And we cried out to Hashem and Hashem heard our voice and our pain. And he took us out. And then he brought us to this place, Teres Yisrael. And here we are bringing Bikurim. The reason that by Bikurim, the Mevi, the bringer, the person who's bringing the Bikurim, bring, mentions these two things, Lavon and Mitzrayim, Arami Eved Avi, the words Arami Eved Avi, with the intent to emphasize the, the being saved from Lavon. And the descent of the Yidin into Mitzrayim and the redemption from Golos Mitzrayim, Nire Bepashtos, is seemingly obvious. This is a praise and a thank you to Hashem for these kindnesses. Hashem saved our fathers, our ancestors, from being destroyed and uh, finished, consumed by Lavan. And the same thing in Mitzrayim, the Abishah saved us, that the Mitzrayim didn't destroy us. To the point that Hashem brought us to this land flowing with milk and honey. And we're thankful to Hashem for this. We're thankful to Hashem that we're a nation, that we're a people, that we're here in Eretz Yisrael. And this gratitude that we're speaking out in words is also expressed in action. By bringing uh, from the beginning, from the earliest fruits of the earth as a present to Hashem. So this is the seemingly uh, what's going on over here. A person is bringing Bikurim. He's thanking Hashem for the miracles that brought us to Eretz Yisrael. And we therefore bring from the fruits of Eretz Yisrael as a thank you to Hashem. But we have to understand. If the purpose is to remember. And to mention the kindnesses of Hashem, Chazdei Amokim is the Lashon of Rashi. Shosolavei Seinu, which David did to our ancestors. 
Hechel me'arami evid avi, beginning with the what we that being saved from Lavan. Ad bi osmal aris until the point that they came and arrived to Eretz Yisrael. Madua ene masked al beis chasadim elu. Why does the person bringing the bikurim only mention these two kindnesses? Being saved from Lavan and being redeemed from Mitzrayim. And he doesn't mention any of the other kindnesses that the Abishter did for our ancestors before bringing them to Eretz Yisrael. Kriyas Yamsuf, splitting of the Yamsuf, Milchames Amalek, the victory in the war of Amalek, and so to the kindnesses from Av Hashem in the Midbar, Hamon, Vahabe'er, the Mon that fed the Yidin, and the Be'er Shal Miriam that gave the Yidin to drink. These are the things that supported the Yidin so that they should be able to live and survive going through the desert for 40 years, a desert that is a great and awe-filled desert, to ultimately arrive to Eretz Yisrael and to be able to bring of its fruit as Bikurim. Similarly, there are other kindnesses along the way. For example, Eshedan Nechalim, this is mentioned in Parshas Chukas. Eshedan Nechalim means the, uh, the flow of the rivers, of the valleys. And uh, it's referring to, Rashi explains that there was two mount, there, were, there were two mountains very close to each other. One had these crevices in the mountain, these very tall mountains that the Emirium, that the Emirates, wanted to go into these crevices and throw down rocks and other things on the Yidden as they would pass through and kill them or hurt them. And the, the Abishter made a nest and the two mountains came together, they, 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 they became closer and closer. One mountain had crevices, the other mountain had protrusions. And the protrusions entered into the crevices and crushed the Emirim, and the blood flowed, and this saved the Yidin from being destroyed by the Emirim. Then you have Muhammad Sikhan the Oig, then they went to war against Sikhan and Oig, and they won. So these are other chasadim, other kindnesses of, excuse me, of Hashem, along the way from uh, uh, all, all the way from, uh, from Aram and from Mitzrayim to Eretz Yisrael. So the question is, why does the Mevi, why does the person bringing Bikurim only mention these specific two, these two specific Nisim and not any of the others? And even if you're going to want to answer that these two are different than all of the other kindnesses because they are fundamental and general kindnesses because with these the Abishter saved our ancestors and all of the Yidin from total destruction. Unlike the others the other Nisim, so, which were just mentioned, they are like details within these other Nisim, and a branching out of the more general kindness of going out of Mitzrayim, in order to bring them to Israel. 
Because the miracle of Yisrael Mitzrayim is not complete. So this this could be a, this is a suggested answer that the Mo, that the Yitzias Mitzrayim is a main ness. These others are are parts, are details, sub nisim within this main ness. They, they go out of Mitzrayim and they end up in a in a midbar and they die in the midbar. That's no purpose. The whole purpose of Yitzias Mitzrayim was to bring them to Yisrael. So these Yitzias Mitzrayim is inclusive of all of these details. So if you're going to say that, that all these other things that were mentioned that are after Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that are really part of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, it still doesn't answer the question fully. Because we, we'll, we can still ask, How about the time period between Yaakov uh, escaping from Lavan and the time that Yaakov went down to Mitzrayim. In the Pasuk it says, Arami Eved Avi Vayerit Mitzrayim. Arami wanted to destroy my father and he went to Mitzrayim. But what about the time period between those two events? And there was a, a, a major uh, a savior uh, uh, that took place in that time period. Period. Saving Yaakov and his children from Esav and his men. He was afraid that Esav would totally destroy him, including the mothers and the children. And Yaakov was saved from Esav. And there's no mention of this in the in the tfila of the maybe abikurim of the person who's bringing abikurim. And since this is a question that is in psutishal mikra, haretamua. So we have the question: Why is there is, is there not even a hint to to resolve this question in Rashi? Which Rashi's purpose is, as we know, to explain and settle, resolve anything that is difficult or demands an explanation within Psutish Shalmikra. And here in Psutish Shalmikra, a person is, is reading, is learning. What does the Mevi Abikurim say? And the Mevi Abikurim says, etc. Without any mention of any of the other Nisim, and doesn't even mention the Hatzalah from Esav. And from the fact that Rashi doesn't mention anything, this this proves to us, this compels us to say that this isn't even a question in the first place. And it's so understood and explained simply to the point that there isn't even a necessity for Rashi to say anything. Even to the five-year-old learning learning or else we will find an answer in a Rashi earlier on that will give us uh, insight into this. But either Rashi already said something that would answer this question, or Rashi doesn't need to say anything because it's the, the explanation is obvious. So the question is very simple. The question that we have over here is why does the Mevi HaBikurim, the person bringing Bikurim, only mention the Chesed of Hashem when he saved Yaakov from Mitzrayim 
and the chesed of Hashem when he, when he saved Yaakov from Lavan, and the chesed of Hashem when he saved the Eden from Mitzrayim, why does he not mention any other chasadim, even the chesed of saving Yaakov from Esav? And from the fact that Ashi says nothing, it must mean, mean, it must imply that the answer is obvious. And the question, and the question is, what is that obvious answer? Base. So now we're going to try an attempted answer. The fact that the person bringing Bikurim does not mention the chesed, the kindness of Yaakov being saved from Esau. Because it wasn't a, something that he was saved from an actual tzara, from an actual uh, 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 It was saved from a, a sakana, a danger that was expected in Yaakov's thought. Yaakov heard that 400 men were coming with Esau, so he got scared. But in the end, Esau didn't do anything to Yaakov. It wasn't like he put him in a, in a, in a difficult position and then a, a miracle came and he was set free. There was nothing that happened. Esau came and he hugged him and he kissed him. So maybe that's why there wasn't really anything to say, isn't really anything real, actual, to thank Hashem for. And even though you could say the same thing, that Lavan didn't need to do anything bad. Keep in mind that when Rashi explains what Lavan did, Rashi and he mentions this in, in Haarah 15, that Rashi is referring to, when Rashi explains that Arami Yavidavi is not talking about the time that Yaakov was by Lavan for 20 years. It's referring to when ya Lavan chased Yaakov after Yaakov left, and, and uh, the night before Lavan had a dream, and Abishar told Lavan not to touch Yaakov, and in the end they make a, they make a bris, they make a treaty, and uh, they don't touch each other, they don't hurt each other. So Lavan didn't need to do anything. Because there, nevertheless, there's a difference between Esav and Lavan. By Lavan, even though Lavan didn't do anything, we still consider it as if he had fulfilled his evil thoughts in actuality. Since he thought to do this, the Eibishter considers it as if he had done it. By the Goyim, by the nations that are idol worshippers, the Eibishter considers a thought, an evil thought, as if it was already done. As Rashi says, this is, this, this is a quote from Rashi on the words Arami Eibedavi. That I asked that Lavan had a plan to destroy Yaakov, and Lavan is an Eved Kechavim. Therefore, the plan is considered Kemaisa, and therefore, uh, the Eibishter the saving Lavan, uh, Yaakov, is considered a big chesed. And therefore, he said, the person uh, who's bringing it says, Arami destroyed my father. Even though he didn't actually do it, because he was considering to do it. But Esav, the Gemara in Kiddushin, refers to Esav as a Yisrael Mumer. Yisrael Mumer means a Yid 
that, that was a mishumad. A, yid, a person who was born a Yid, but left Yiddishkeit and serves, serves Avedazara. So the Gemara in Kedushin refers to Esav as a Yisrael Mumra. According to the Gemara, the Aves of Ram Yitzchak were considered Yidin, even though technically speaking, the Yidin didn't become Yidin until Harsinai, until the Abishter chose the Yidin on Harsinai. Uh, but, but, but the Gemara considers the Aves as, the, as if they were Yidin. But Esav is considered a Yisrael Mumer. But Yisrael Mumer is still a Yid. Therefore, when it comes to a Yid, the Abister does not consider a negative Maise, a Machshava, as a Maise. And since Esav did not actually fulfill that which he was planning to do, the only thing that happened here was the stopping of the potential bad. And therefore, Esav is not mentioned together with the other two, because the other two are either something that happened in actuality, or something that we consider to be actual, because it was in the Machshava of love and it was in Eved Kichavim. But Esav was a Yisrael, we're not connecting his Maise with his Machshava, his Machshava with his Maise, and therefore it's not considered such a big deal to be mentioned by the Mevi Bikurim. So that is a suggested answer. And it would fit in with Rashi. Because Rashi actually emphasizes this, this Nakuda, this detail that Lavan's Machshava is considered like a Mice. However, this answer is not a good enough answer. We can't use this answer. In addition to the fact that this whole idea that Esav was a Yisrael Mumer. Uh, is, is, is a Gemara. There's no indication within Psute Shal Mikra that Esav is considered a Yisrael, even a Yisrael Mumer. And even to the Ovis, even to Avram Mitzchak V'yankiv, there's no proof in the Psukim that they have the same category or the same Din as a yid of after Mount Taylor. So you can say if Yitzchak was a, was a Yisrael, then Yankiv was a Yisrael, then, then, then Esau was a Yisrael. But even Yitzchak, there's no, in Pesutish Mikra, there's no indication that he has the, the gather, the halacha of a Yisrael. So, so in Pesutish Mikra, this answer doesn't work. But in addition to that, Mimanovshach. If you're going to say that by the thanking Hashem for the Bikurim, we're only mentioning those kindnesses of saving the Eden from a real, a, 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 a danger in reality. If we're focusing on actual dangers, then we shouldn't mention Arami Eved Avi, because Yaakov was not in danger. 
The fact that we consider the thought of Lavan as if it was an action, this is about Lavan. This is about the fact that Lavan's sin is considered much greater, it's exacerbated to the point because of the fact that he machshav is But with regards to Yaakov, it doesn't make any difference. The benkach whether we're going to consider Lavan's machshava like Maisa, or whether we won't, it still doesn't change the level of danger that Yaakov was in. And if you're going to look at it the other way, and if you're going to say the other thing, it doesn't matter the level of danger that ya- the Lavan was in, that it was only Bekeach of Machshava. And the fact is that Lavan wanted to do something and the Abish just saved Yaakov. And therefore it's considered Chazdi Amokim, it's the kindnesses of Hashem that saved Yaakov from Lavan's evil uh, 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 desires. Then the same thing applies to Esav. That Esav had a machshava to the hurt Yaakov Avinu. Excuse me. And the Abishter saved him. And there was Chazdi Amakim, and we should mention it. In other words, the, oh, the suggestion was Machshava Kemaisa by Lavan, and Machshava Kemaisa does doesn't go by Esav. But Machshava Kemaisa is only with regards to, 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 to the person who is thinking it. How big is his Aveda? Are we going to punish him for the Machshava or are we going to punish him for the Maisa? Even if, even if there was no Maisa. With regards to the danger that Yaakov is, is in, the danger doesn't change. Both by Lavan and by Esav, Yaakov was in grave danger because both had the plans the two destroy Yaakov, and in both cases the Abish just saved him. So if you're mentioning one, why aren't you mentioning the other? So what is the ultimate conclusion from all of the above? We must, come, we must therefore say, These two kindnesses that are mentioned in the Pasuk, Lavan and Mitzrayim, have a specific connection to the Mitzvah of Bikurim, which does not exist in these other kindnesses that occurred to the Yaakov and to the Yidin along the way, and therefore those other ones are not mentioned. We, we still have to know what that is. What is this unique connection between uh, uh, Bikurim and specifically with Lavan and with Mitzrayim? That there, these two are mentioned in, 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 the, in the Kriya of the Bikurim and not any of the other Chassad. So Nois Gimel is going to focus on one Prat, on one detail within the Mitzvah of Bikurim that sheds some light on this connection between Bikurim and these two nisim or chasadim that occurred to Yaakov Avinu and to the Yidin. Now, be your bazaar. The mitzvahs bikurim, lein nischaibu b'nei Yisrael, ela la'achar shebau la'aretz v'kivshua v'yisyashubah. The mitzvah of bikurim did not become obligatory upon the Yidin until they arrived in Eretz Yisrael, conquered Eretz Yisrael, and settled in Eretz Yisrael. It was 14 years. Which Rashi, 
As Rashi says on the Pasuk, This teaches us that the did not become obligated in Bikurim, until they conquered the land and they divided it amongst um, the Shvatim. This we can understand. That the mitzvah of Bikurim is not just, is not merely a thank you to Hashem for giving us Eretz Yisrael. But more so and primarily for this, that they came to settle in a permanent settling. They inherit with a permanent settling down. Because when you are able to settle in Eretz Yisrael, when you, after all these years of traveling and conquering and war, and finally you're able to settle down in Eretz Yisrael, that is the ultimate toiv with which the person is rejoicing. And then he brings the first fruit to Hashem as a thank you. So this is the nekudah. This is the point. That we're not just thanking Hashem for having, giving us Eretz Yisrael. We're thanking Hashem for being able to settle down permanently in Eretz Yisrael. And since the ultimate purpose of Bikurim is to thank Hashem for His goodness and His kindness who gave us this land, the land flowing with milk and honey, to live in it permanently and to eat its fruit and to be satiated from its goodness. In order to emphasize the greatness of this specific kindness, the fact that we are living in Eretz Yisrael permanently, the person bringing Bikurim mentions things that are similar to this kindness as He mentions the kindnesses of Hashem that occurred to our fathers when the Yidin, or ancestors, when the Yidin were in a place permanently, and in that place, no goodness, no... Uh, uh, and they didn't have goodness over there. Initially, they didn't have anything good there. And on the contrary, they were trying to destroy them. The ultimate, the worst thing that they could do to them. And the Abishter did a kindness to them and saved them. Until the Abishter brought them to this place there at Israel. And the Abishter gave them the goodness of this place. And the ultimate goodness of this place. So therefore, we're trying to find something that is a contrast to, to, to the goodness of Eretz Yisrael. 
And what is that contrast? Love on a Mitzrayim. V'zehu shemaskir davkes chazdi amokim shenasu laviseinu be'arom ube Mitzrayim. And that's why he mentions the kindnesses of Hashem that occurred to the Aviseinu in Aram and in Mitzrayim. Kibim kaimis elu Yashu Aviseinu be'efen kavua esrim shana be'arom urdushan of Mitzrayim, because these are two places that the Eden lived it permanently. Yaakov was in Aram 20 years, even though 20 years is not such a long time, but he was there in a permanent setting. Unlike traveling through a desert where a person is constantly traveling, or Esau, when he was running away, he wasn't anywhere. And then in Mitzrayim, he was there for 200, they were there for 210 years, which is certainly a kavua, the thing, a permanent thing. And therefore, there is a contrast uh, uh, between these two places where they were there, but even Kavua, and it wasn't good for them, and the Abishai had to save them from this destruction to Eretz Yisrael, where the, the goodness is there, and they could eat the goodness and enjoy the Pedas, and so on and so forth. In Ara 20, he mentions that if you look at it percentage wise, 20 years to 210 years is a much smaller amount of time compared to 210 years of Mitzrayim, which is why in in the, in, the, in the reading of the Bikurim, Taka, uh, uh, the mention of Aram is only for three, three words, Arami Eved Ovi, and Mitzrayim is a much longer mention because the time they spent there was a much longer time. In order 19, he mentions a, 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 a very important point. Here we're saying that the Yaakov was not on for 20 years. It was, it was, it was in a sense of, with a sense of permanence. But, the, 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 but saving Yaakov from Lovon happened when Yaakov already left Lovon's house. And Lovon was chasing Yaakov. So he answers two things. Aleph. First First of all, it all happened in Lavan's section, in, Lo, in, the, in the part that still belonged to Lavan. So even though he had already left Lavan's house, but it was still considered in the property of Lavan. So it's still in the same place where he had been for the last 20 years. Lavan wanted to destroy Yaakov when he discovered that Yaakov left. One, the thought that to destroy Yaakov, he was at least uh, uh, Lavan was still in Aram. Two, because Yaakov was running away from Aram, it's still connected to Aram. So either both Lavan had the thought in Aram, and also Yaakov was running away from Aram, and therefore it's still associated with Aram, even though Yaakov wasn't physically there anymore. Number one, he was still in the environs of Aram because he was still in Lavan's property. And two, it's all connected and associated with Aram and therefore it's still considered Aram. But the point is, is that it was, Yaakov was there in a sense of, of, of permanence and so to him it's time and therefore and therefore um, they are more similar to Bikurim which is when the Yidin settled in Aram. And this also will make it more gishmak, more understood why he begins 
You know, usually you start uh, a, a thank you, you say, you know, uh, um, I'm very happy to be here. Uh, I mean, whatever, I'm saying everyone has their own words, but it, you begin. The Pasuk says, No Baruch Abo, no Shalom Aleichem, no Yashar Koyach. You start right away with an Ami Yevid Avi. This is to emphasize Kinao, Kiniskelel, Shemitzada, Mekoimis, Asmum, Shalarom, Mitzdaim, is a Tzvuyulam, Sakoyin, Kiloyim, Vavadim, that because of the place, Arami, Evid Avi, Vayedet Mitzrayim, because of these places, they were, they were uh, 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 expecting a destruction, Elashak, Hadesh Baruchu, Bechazde, Hitzilum, Ogolam, as the Abister's kindness that saved them and redeemed them. That's the story. The story is we're coming from a place of destruction. We're coming from Aram. We're coming from Mitzrayim. And now we're here because of the kindness of Hashem. Going back to Esav, in other words, the Yumta Gamkin was sort of parenthetically that it also it, it flows very nicely in the way he starts out. He starts out, you know, we're beginning in the with the beginning of the story was difficult. We were, it was worrisome. There's a happy ending to the story. Uh, so the Vyumtik, the paragraph Vyumtik was was a sort of parenthetically. But going back to what we were saying before, that by Mitzrayim, by Aram Mitzrayim, the Yidden were there. But the Yaakov is being saved from Esav, which happened while he was still en route, he was traveling. The other kindnesses. The Mon, the Be'er, Mechemes Amolek, Kriyas Yamsuf, Eshet Anachalim, all these other things that were mentioned earlier in the Sicha, all took place with the, with the, while the Yidden were traveling in the Midbar. Not only they were actually traveling and they hadn't settled there, the Midbar is by definition not a place of dwelling. These are kindnesses that are not similar to the, the gratitude that the person is trying to thank Hashem for now, which is Bikurim, which is coming after he settled in Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, they don't get mentioned because they are not similar one to the other. So this is the answer to the question. Asked and answered. The question was, why do we mention only Arami Eved Avi and Vayeded Mitzrayma, only these two chasadim of the Ebishter? And the answer to the question is that only these two were occurred while the Yidden were settled where they were. And nevertheless, although they were settled, they were threatened and they were in trouble and the Ebishter saved them. And therefore, in contrast to that, when it came to Eretz Yisrael, they're settled in Eretz Yisrael and there is no threat. And they're enjoying the Paytas of Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, we thank Hashem with Bikurim and we contrast it to those specific two, to those two specific chasad. In Oiz Dalit, we're going to go a little bit, not a little bit, we're going to go into the chasadis, into the Pnimi Yanim. What is Bikurim according to chasadis? And according to chasadis, why are Lavan and Mitzrayim specifically mentioned in the Kriya of the Bikurim. According to Chassidus, we're going to answer as follows. It's explained in Eratayda in from the Tzimach Tzedek, and this week's parasha. In the mit, in what is the spiritual significance 
of the mitzvah of, of bringing Bikurim. So there's a, a, a long arichas, a, a, a lengthy mimer in, from the Tzimach Tzadik in Eratera, and it brings the Pasuk, Ki Adamet Sasada, that a person is compared to a tree. And there's a Pasuk, Ve'e Sasada Yitin that the ultimate purpose of a, fruit, of a tree is to give fruit. So the pri, the fruit is like the pnimius of the tree. And he says like this, Pri Ha'ilon, the fruit of the tree, Hu Pchines HaNeshama Shineslap Shebeguf. So the, 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 the tree is the person. So there's neshama v'guf. A person is made up of a neshama and a guf. The fruit represents the neshama, the way it comes down in the guf, the way it is enclosed in the guf. bikurim. And the purpose of the bikurim is to take the fruit and to bring it to Hashem. He lekasher shalamata To connect the neshama, the way it is in the guf, which the, with its source, which is the neshama shalomayla. We know from Chassidus that the neshama that comes down into the person is only a part of the neshama. There's another part of the neshama called the neshama shalomayla that remains above. And only a piece of the neshama is, is injected, so to speak, into the guf. And the whole purpose of, of life is to, is to reconnect the neshama shalamata with the neshama shalamata, the two parts of the neshama together. So the, the, in the, in the uh, context of Bikurim, the tree is the person, the fruit is the neshama shalamata, and Bikurim is reconnecting the neshama shalamata with the neshama shalamata, with the neshama above. Shenikra Bikurim, the neshama above is called Bikurim, Bikurim al yainim, the Bikurim from above. The Pasuk says, As, it's a Pasuk in Hesheya, which is reminding, the Abish is reminding the Yidin of their origins. It starts out, I, I saw you in the, in the Midbar, I found you like Ka'anovim over there, like it says like new, like uh, brand new grapes. And I, I, I saw your fathers like the Te'ena, like the fig, in its, in its early birth. In its early stages. So, being that it's referring to the early stages of the Yidden, and it calls it a Bikura, from this we learn that the early stages of the Yid, meaning is Neshama Shalomayla, is considered Bikurim. So the mitzvah of Bikurim, according to Chassidus, is the lifting up, elevating the Neshama Shalomata, and connecting it with the Neshama Shalomayla, the Neshama that's in the guf, the Neshama that's in the person, with its source, the Neshama that's above. Um and then he continues in Eiratayra to explain that there's two aspects in the reconnecting of the Neshama Shalomata with the Neshama Shalomayla. Bringing the Bikurim would be the elevating from above to from below to above. So, as a matter of fact, it was actually brought up to Eretz Yisrael, and there was even a lifting of it, it was lifted up, and that represents, you're lifting up the Neshama Shalomata to its source, the Neshama Shalomayla. But then there was a second aspect to it. Then there was the reading of Parsha Sabikurim. Kriya is often associated with Hamshacha, with drawing down, when you read the Parashas Abikurim, you are drawing down the godliness, the alakus, 
from above to below. To draw down the Bikurim, the, the light of the Neshama above into the Neshama below. That it should connect and shine down the Neshama from above in the Neshama that's enclosed in the body. In other words, if you want to connect the neshama shalomata, the neshama from above, and the neshama, the neshama from, from below, and the neshama from above, it's a two-way street. There has to be a halaya and a hamshacha. You have to elevate from below to above. You have to draw down from above to below. So you have, you have both, and that's how you connect the two. So when you would bring Bikurim, since the purpose of Bikurim is to connect the Neshama Shalamata, the Neshama Amalobeshes Beguf, the Neshama that's in the Guf, the Pri, the fruit, with the Neshama above it, which, with, which is its source, you have to do two things. You have to bring the Bikurim, which is the elevating from below to above, and you have to read Parashas Bikurim, you have to read the, the, uh, the, the, the reading of the Bikurim in order to draw down the Neshama from above into the Neshama below. And since the Kiriya, the reading of Parshas Abikurim is about drawing down the, the Amshacha from above to below, this will explain why these two things, Lavan and Mitzrayim, are mentioned in the Kiriya. Kishneyam, because both of them, Lavan and Mitzrayim, Bishnei in your name and both aspects of the two. Hayiridolisham, going down to it, to Aram or to Mitzrayim. Vahayitsiya and leaving Aram and Mitzrayim. Hoyu bibchinis chesed vamshacham elmaila lamat. Both of the, these things, or all four, both of these things in both aspects of them, going and coming, represent the idea of drawing down chesed from above. And he explains, going to Aram, Yaakov's journey starts out with Vayetzei, which is Venimshech Yaakov, Mi Be'er Shava. Yaakov is drawn down from Be'er Shava. Be'er Shava is the well uh, of Hashem. The well represents the, the source of the Abister's Chesed. So he's going down from above to below. It was the place of the Abishter's anger. It was, a, it was the lowest of the low. So Yaakov is going from the highest place where he lived with Yitzchak, where he learned Torah. And he's going from above to below to Charon. So this represents Hamshacha Melamayla Lamata. And then when Yaakov left, it says like this. That's how the Pasek says that Yaakov had left and then and the Lovan started chasing him. Lovan had a dream. And then it says that Lovan woke up in the morning. So in a Maimon in Teira'er, he explains like this. Lovan is Bechinus Lovan Shebik Dusha. Just like there's a, there's a Lovan in Klippa, which was the, this evil person that, that, excuse me, that tried to destroy Lovan, tried to destroy Yaakov. In Kedusha, there's also a Lovan. And like very often, the lower it is in Kiddush, in, in, in reality in this world, the higher is its source in the spiritual world. Like for example, Yaakov and Esau, in this world Yaakov is obviously higher than Esau, Yaakov was holy, Esau was a Russia. In, in, in the spiritual worlds, Yaakov is Tikkun and Esau is Toyu, which is higher than Tikkun. And same thing with Paroi. Paroi is a very, very, very high level in Kedusha. 
in its source. And the same thing is with Lavan. What is the Lavan Shebik Dusha? Lavan in Kedusha refers to Lavan Ha'elyan, the, the, the white of above, which is Keser. Lavan, white, we had the same similar expression with regards to the Mon. The Mon was, called, was white, it was actually colorless. And even though sometimes we use the, the color white too, but the idea of, of white and, and transparency is, is, is infinity. There's no color to it. It's colorless. In other words, once you give it a color, you give it a form, you give it a shape. You, not a shape, but you give it a, a, an image. Lavan, meaning whiteness or transparency, it, 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 it's, it's infinite. It has no color. So, so Keser, which is Lamaila Misedera Ishtalshlus, Keser, which is before, Seder Ishtalshlus, before uh, uh, things are given a form of creation. Is considered Levin Elyon, is considered white. So the whiteness, Lavan and Kedusha, is Keser. The level that comes before Seyyid Ishtaslos, before any form of creation. Now, before you come to Seyyid Ishtaslos, there's no Gvura. Because Gvura, no severity. Because Gvura is Tzimtzum. In order to have severity, you have to begin the, 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 the contraction of Elokos. And, and, and tzimtzum is something that happens only in Sayyidina Ishtaslus. I mean, there's a tzimtzum from before, but the, generally speaking, the, the tzimtzum that leads to a gvura is something that happens in Sayyidina Ishtaslus. And therefore, therefore, uh, where you do have gvura before, before Ishtaslus, it's tikbeda sachsadim, it's the strength of the chesed. But gvura as a tzimtzum happens after Sayyidina Ishtaslus. So leiven ha'elyum, which is keser, is makir achsadim. So that's where chesed comes from. Because that's where all the hamshachas come from. And hamshachas comes from chesed. Because the whole idea of chesed is to give. So keser, which is called leiven ha'elyum, is the makir of chesedim. So when we say, vayaskim lavan babayker, what does this mean? Vayalavan ksiv, so with regards to lavan, which, which represents keser, which, which is the makir of chesedim. Just one more point, there's an expression, less small of this is all in the Mimer, in, in, in Tera'er. Less small of there's no left. Left represents gura, chesed is right, uh, smaller is left. So less small of in Atik, which is keser, there's no smile, there's no gura, there's no left. There's only chesed. And what does it say? Every morning, there's a new light of chesed that comes down to the world. That's the title according to Chesidus of the Pasuk. That every morning, uh, every morning there's a new lavan, there's a new air of chesed elyon, chesed of above, that comes down to the world. Parenthetically, there's a mimer in uh, in the Hamshech Samachvav, that explains that this is why every morning we wake up motivated and inspired. A person wakes up in the morning, today's going to be a good day, today I'm going to get something done, today I'm going to accomplish. Because a Yestat Lamayla, there's a Hamshech of Er Chesed Elyin, therefore in the person Lamata, he feels that uh, uh, Chesed and is inspired to do, to give, to accomplish, etc., etc., which is just an interesting point. You know, that uh, the, 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 the impact of what's going on in the spiritual worlds in our physical, real life. It's, it's actually connected. So, but, but this is the title of Yashkin Lavan Babaykin. What happens 
If the pasuk continues later, it says that Yaakov went and spoke to the love and Yaakov. They met and they decided not to fight. The love on Shav Limekaymai. Love on goes back to his place. The Yaakov back into the stream of the Sicha. The Yaakov Allah Ladarka and Yaakov continues on his way. What does that mean according to Chassidus? Lahamshich bechinas loyven aeliyin and alamata mata. Yaakov is taking the love on. The loyven aeliyin, the kesser, the hamshachas achesser that came from above, and now he has to bring it back into this world. And the Maimon there he speaks about he speaks about Rachel. Earlier he was speaking about Rachel and Leah. And now Yaakov has to bring back this this back to the world, back to Rachel. So what do we see from over here? We see that when Yaakov left Esau, and when Yaakov left Lavan, and he was saved from Lavan, what was happening was that there was Amshacha of Chesed Elyon Mimata, Mimaila Limata, and then Yaakov brings it, continued to bring, to, to, continues to bring it Limata, that's what was going on. That was what was happening. So we see that Sai when Yaakov went to left Eretz Yisrael, there was a Yaakov which is a going from above to below. And also when Yaakov leaves Lavan, he's being Mamshik from Levan Elyon, from Chesed Elyon, down into the world, which is Hamshachah So too going down to Mitzrayim. Before he went down to Mitzrayim, that Yehuda went to Mitzrayim to bring a yeshiva there, to bring a place of learning, which he was bringing down, from Eretz Yisrael, down into a place like Mitzrayim, which is from above to below. And later, when it came to time to go out of Mitzrayim, which was the kindness of Hashem, to be kveid the yovatzmi galam that the Avis to reveal himself by himself. Loyal imalach, loyal yisrael, loyal shliach. With the highest level of Hashem, came down into this world to take the yidden out of Mitzrayim and redeem them, which is also amshachah imayda lemato. So now we understand. Uh, one second. So before we conclude this this word, this explanation, akpich sidis. We're going to see in this next paragraph that it's also in Rashi's words. We actually see this hinted in Rashi's own words. When Rashi talks about uh, 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 why we're saying these things, the term, the, the words Rashi uses is we're talking about here saving Yaakov from Lavan and Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, which are big miracles. It's not just a chesed. It wasn't just a kindness of Hashem. It was a miraculous kindness of Hashem. It was a supernatural kindness of Hashem. So why not use the word Why use the word Generally speaking, Amokim is talking about the Abishter, the way it's, he's manifest in physical space. Havaye is the Ebishter from above. Why not say Chaste Hashem? But according to what we're saying over here, is that the whole reason, according to Chasidus, why, why, why the Mevi Bikurim mentions Lavan and Mitzrayim is because by these things you see specifically the concept of the Hamshacha Mimayla Lamata, which is the whole purpose of Bikurim. The, 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 which is the purpose of the Kriya Asa Bikurim. When we're reading Bikurim, we're trying to be Mamshich from the Nishama Shalomayla into the Nishama Shalomata. We understand now, and Rashi also uses the words Chazdeh Amakim.
hinting to the reason why we're mentioning these things. Because the whole idea of Kriyas Bikurim is to be Mamshich Chesed, which is the which is the kindness of Hashem to bring down kindness into this world. into the physical space of this world. And that's why he mentions the Atzala from Lavan. Which is the Chesed of Hashem. Which was brought down into Mokim, into physical space. And he adds in the parentheses Kavua, which is what we mentioned earlier in the Sicha, that Eretz Yisrael is not just a Mokim, but it's also the Mokim Kavua, the permanent place of a Yid as mentioned before. So now... We have two consistent or two parallel explanations. Al pi yonim. The reason why we mention love and Mitzrayim is because these are nisim that happen when the yidden were in a makim kavua, just like just like bikurim is happening when the yidden are in a makim kavua. And al pi the whole idea of bikurim is connecting the neshama shalamata with the neshama shalamayla. And the kriyas bikurim is the hamshacha from above to below. Which is the whole idea of chesed, which is hamshacha, into makim, into physical space. And side by Lavan, we explain that there's hamshacha memayla lamata, both when Yaakov leaves Be'er Shav at and also by Yashkin Lavan Babeker, which is the hamshacha of Levin Elyon and Kesar Chesed Elyon into this world. And also by Mitzrayim, where they brought the yeshiva and learning to Mitzrayim, which was memayla lamata, as well as the Abishters taken out of Mitzrayim was by being Megala, revealing himself. His, is the essence of Hashem in, all the way down into Mitzrayim to be able to get the Yidin Mitzrayim. So now that we understand, now we're going to Oisei. Now that we understand that there's a, this major emphasis on Hamshacha Mimayla Lamata drawing something down from above to below, even though there's, there's, two, there's two ways. When you want to, you know, in English they use the expression, uh, 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 you know, bringing heaven down to earth and bringing uh, uh, and elevating earth up to heaven. You could, it, 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 and both have to get done. So, so, but here there was a major emphasis that the, by the Kriya Sabikurim, it's all about the Hamshacha Mi Maila Lemata. So and this is in Hay, he's gonna give a practical the lesson A person should not suffice with his Aveda of elevating himself in his learning and his avening. Which through this he's able to elevate himself and connect to Hashem. A person has to draw down godliness into this world. And also in, in permissible matters and in the best of permissible matters. Bikurim was the, was the first fruit. So in other words, when a person is working with himself, he's elevating himself. So he's lifting, up, lifting himself up and connecting to Hashem. But it's not enough. A person has to also go to the world and draw down godliness into the world. Not only that the permissible 
objects of the world should not be important to him because he's so connected to Hashem. But differently, if a person, the first person could lock himself up into, into the shul or in the base madness and learn Tera and Davin and say, Gashmi is the physical world, the material world doesn't, doesn't affect me. It's not good enough. That you're elevating yourself, but you're ignoring the world. The purpose is that when he gets involved in the physical world, in a sense of permanence, you should draw down within them the godly light to the point that he could transform them, to transform them into goodness and into holiness. You're bringing from the first fruits, not just the first fruits, but as the Rambam says, you're supposed to bring the best of the fruits. And this is how he fulfills the ultimate purpose of creation. When he takes the best of the Gashmias, the, the, the choicest fruit of the, and the choicest parts of the physical world, of the material world, and he transforms it and elevates it to holiness, this is the purpose of creation. To bring the Abishter into this world, and that's what we're trying to accomplish. We don't just want to elevate ourselves, which would be the, the, the part one of Bikurim, which is bringing the Bikurim to uh, of the Beis which is the union of Ha'aloha, elevation. We also want to do Kriyas Bikurim, which is drawing down the Abishter's Chesed, the Abish says, into this world, drawing down a locus into this world by transforming the world, the Gashmi's, the world, the material world, and making it holy. And that is the ultimate purpose of Dirib which is the ultimate purpose of why the Neshama is here in this world.